Good afternoon, good afternoon. This is Larry C. Marsh from the Power of Prayer uh, radio show coming to you live from Bedford, Texas. Fishbowl Radio Network and also Facebook Live. I am so glad you are here today. I'm excited about what is about to transpire on this show. Not only we're going to talk about prayer and obedience and application, but I have an awesome guest, uh, uh, Alicia Bray Baker will be on later on in the show. So let's go ahead and pray. Dear Holy Father, we thank you. God, we're so awesome. And we're, we're dealing again with prayer as a relationship builder with you. And I pray that every heart that hears this live and replay will open their hearts to you and know that they can have a relationship with you every single moment of the day. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Okay, you know, um, a lot has been going on, but I always say this, okay? It's a mantra, I don't, you know, whatever you wanna call it. You must have your paper, your pencil, and your word. Because, you know, I want you, can I make, I'm, I can make mistakes, but I want you to be able to write down, take notes, write down the scriptures, dive into these scriptures to make sure what I'm teaching you and what I'm telling you is true. It is real important that that happens too many times, too many times. And we, we see this, you know, lately, too many of our, 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 our so-called gospel leaders are broken and fallen and they've hid and covered all of this stuff. What are we to do? Number one, we're to pray for them that God will restore their hearts back to him, not to leadership, but back to him. Prayer of forgiveness and repentance. That's what we should do. Pray, not accuse, not all stuff's already in the open. We're to pray for one another. That's what we're to do. Pray. But one of the things that is, I, I'm going to share this with you, is it's partly the fault of, of you who follow because see what happens is when we follow people, people are fickle, okay? You follow people, you're following the rabbit trail that they're leading you on. The Bible tells us that we're not to follow men, but we're to follow Jesus. That's why I continue to tell you to take your Bible, your pencil and your paper, take notes, study the word for yourself. Don't believe me. Don't believe what I'm telling you. Take the take take it. Take the gospel. Read the word for yourself. It is so important. It is so vitally important because we can strike down the leader who has went down a rabbit trail. But what about us? And we fall down that same rabbit trail. It's because number one, we have separated ourselves from that first love and follow somebody else. And number two, we have failed to study the word for yourself, for ourselves. It is real, okay? It is real. The word of God is real. And we talk about, you know, some of you, well, I'm hurt, I'm broken. Well, you're hurt, you're broken. But understand something. Jesus didn't hurt you. Jesus did not break you. Jesus is a healer. He's the liver. He should have been or should always be first. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. And if the leader is following Jesus, 
You take your cue, but you still follow Jesus. You still study the word. You must apply the word to your life every single day because there's a time when you will become a leader. It doesn't have to be in a pulpit. It doesn't have to be on TV. But there's times where we have, we'll be leading people, our children, our grandchildren, our family. You have to be a leader, a healed leader, leading them according to the word of God. It is so important that you know the word and the word becomes part of your DNA. It, it, it is part of your DNA. It's part of your life because the word of God is eternal and internal. You know, I, I listen to people talk about love and peace and they're trying to wrap their mind inside of it. But you have to understand the Bible tells you that God has given us love, peace, joy, Understand something. It is so eternal that no man can defile it. Whatever God has given you, it's yours. But you have to learn how to follow it, obey, and apply what God has given you. Okay? That's the title of this, the power of prayer, your obedience, and your application. You know, it always takes a tragedy, a tragedy for people to realize that they have to pray. Any other time, they're going about their business. I'm talking about believers. But then when try, oh, we need to pray, we need to pray. You should already have already been praying. Prayer is a lifestyle in Jesus. Prayer is eternal first. Because first of all, you have to understand, who are you praying to? Remember, God is a spirit. And those that worship him in spirit and in truth. So you're praying to God in the spirit. <clears throat> he is eternal. Okay? He is. That's who he is holy. He's eternal. But one of the greatest things that some of us can never comprehend because we haven't been taught this. You you always have God sits high and looks low, but understand the power of his might, his sovereignty. He also dwells within you. That's the power of an eternal God, an intimate God that desires a relationship <clears throat> with everybody who comes to him through Jesus Christ. That's the power of our God. It is eternal. And one of the things that I just want to share with you, we have to stop using these natural analogies when we trying to explain the power of God. You can't do that because anything you use in the natural as an analogy is already broken. Sin has already captured it. When you explain God, God hates sin. God cannot be around sin. You have to understand. So if you're going to explain the power of God, use the word of God. That's the only way you can explain the power, the love, the grace. You know, I hear people say, well, the love of God is like how you love your wife, how your wife loves your husband, how this, no, not really, because sometimes that love is broken, okay? God loves us eternally, internal love. That love can never be broken, never be broken, because no man can touch it. It has been given to you by a holy, sovereign God. Same with peace, same with joy. 
every believer should be able to hold their heads up as they go through some stuff because of the joy of the Lord is your strength. And <clears throat> we sing, we shout, we dance, we speak in tongues and all of this. But when all of that is done, do you believe the word of God to be true in you? You must, you have to. And if you believe that, then you should always be praying. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about a man that's given us an example of this. This is a short take, but there's one man who gives us the total example of prayer, and that's Jesus Christ himself. Because you have to ask yourself, when you pray, who are you praying to? Who? Because your prayer is divine. It is holy. That's what prayer is. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 6, when you pray, he's talking to you about communing with the Father. He's talking about getting into a secret place. He said, you get in that secret place and you're praying to the Father, which is in secret. So there is a holy communion. There is a spiritual supernatural place that you can be between you and the Father. And when we look at it, you know, there's an obedience part because he says, as you're praying to the Father in secret, the Father, which is in secret, he sees you, then he rewards you openly. A lot of us, we, we, we chase after, we, we, we plead and, and decree all of this stuff, but don't have a clue of the process, the process that you have to go through to get the blessing. The process is obedience. Obey God, obey. When you get into prayer, you have to know who you're talking to, who you're communing with, a holy and sovereign God. And Jesus said, shut the door. Get into your closet and shut that door because as soon as you shut that door, immediately you're in a spiritual place between you and the Father. And you gotta love it. You gotta be... You know, when you're praying, that should be your 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 advantage point because the Holy Spirit wants to help you get in there and spend time with God. Okay? And we, we holler about, oh, we need to pray for you, we need to pray for this, whatever. But if you're praying for what are you praying? Are you, what are you praying? Do you know what to pray? I, I, I give you this. Pray the word. See, if you don't study the word, you don't know how to pray the word. And if you don't pray the word, how can you pray according to the will of God? So see, all of this has to come together. I'm putting it together kind of fast because, you know, I, I, I want my guests to have time. But we have to understand the power of prayer is, is getting into the presence of an awesome God, spending time and then obeying what he's saying. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they follow what is it? If you know his voice, you're going to obey, and then you're going to apply. Okay? This is what Jesus did. Let's look at Luke. Okay? Luke chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. See, Jesus went away to pray. Okay? You never see him praying with his disciples. He went away. See, there's a secret place because, see, who who was he praying to? His father. He was in communion, in relationship with his father because 
he states in his word that he only did what he saw or heard his father do. So he's in constant relationship, giving us that example of the power of prayer. Okay, because sometimes we pray, we raise our voice, we, we spits coming all out and all of this stuff. All that is really not needed. You pray the word. You pray the word. That's what gets God's attention. His word. His word. When you pray his word, it will go up and it will not return void because his word is true forever is settled in heaven and it should be settled in your heart. So as you pray the word, you, you understand your word is filled also prayer with incense, making its way to the kingdom of God, to the heart of God. Understand that. That is powerful. So here Jesus went away into the wilderness to pray. Now, here's the obedience and the application. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Every time Jesus went to pray, he came out of prayer and did something. He did something. There was an application. Wouldn't it be so awesomely great as believers versus individuals that we would go into our closet and pray, hear from heaven, hear from God, and get out and begin to apply what God is telling us? You talking about changing some things, changing People say, well, I don't know what the will of God. You don't know because you're trying to figure it out in your mind when God has it already set in your heart. Read and study the word of God. Pray the word back. Spend time listening, and then you will find out what you're to do because it's going to take your obedience. Yes, your obedience, my obedience to make significant changes in our sphere of influence. That's what it's going to take. Okay, not this stuff. We keep listening to all this stuff, but I'm telling you, you listen to it, you write that. If you can't find it in the word and you're still listening to it, that's your fault. That you can't blame God, you can't blame anybody. Because if you're a believer and you're listening to a whole bunch of stuff, expecting some help, and it is not according to the word, that's your fault. The word has to come first. Jesus Christ is first. We have to go back to Jesus. I'm listening to leaders saying all of this stuff, but no one's talking about Jesus Christ. They're, they're just skating around sin. But I'm telling you, sin is run rampant in all 50 states, no matter what it is. But Jesus Christ, the shed blood of Jesus Christ, has delivered the believer from the power of sin so that we can have dominion over this sin. See, we're to one that, that, that should have dominion over the world, over sin and all of this stuff. It's up to you and I to, to, to apply it. And see, and if you don't apply it, whose fault is it? It's your fault. It's my fault. Okay. We can complain. We can talk about all of this stuff, but if we don't get it right, then we're going to be in trouble. It's our fault that a lot of stuff has has elevated as far as sin is concerned. It is our fault because as church, 
We've allowed sin to come in and make its abode in the church by a lot of things we have allowed. And now since it's in there, it's hard to get it out, especially if your church now is a playground for sin. Yes, a playground, even though we'll deny it, but look at some of the stuff we have allowed to come in that has not, that does not glorify God through the blood of Jesus Christ. So as we pray, we must understand the application of our obedience is key to the application of a holistic self. What I mean is when you start hearing from God, we have to obey the word and then begin to apply it. See, prayer is is really it is holistic, but it's supernatural. It is spiritual first. A lot of us think prayer is I go, I pray, I get up and go. No, there's so much more. The lack of teaching on prayer is so rampant everywhere in in in, in our colleges, in our school, even in our home, even in our churches. Prayer is an intimate relationship builder between you and God. You get into that closet and there's a guarantee that the Holy Spirit will help you grab hold to the intimacy of God. He will help you as long as you are persistent, consistent in it, and you will begin to obey and apply what God has for you. It is important. It is utterly important. Another scripture before uh, my guest comes on, and it, at uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 12, and it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued to pray all night long. And when, the, and when it was day, he called unto his disciples, and to them he chose. See, he prayed all night long, all night long between him and his father. And then he came out. What did he do? He chose his 12 disciples. See, prayer, prayer has action to it. Prayer has application to it, okay? It is just so important that we get it. Oh, it is utterly important that we get it. Prayer, obedience, and application is key to our victory in Jesus. If we want things to change, we've got to go through prayer, get the word of God, understand the word of God, then apply it to our life, then we can change. Because it's something that, you know, you, you have to. Oh, here. Oh, yes. Here's my guest. Here's my Hello. guest. Hey, how? Hey, Alyssa, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Now, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this short bio. And guests, I just want you to understand that we have a powerful young woman. Alyssa is 22-year-old journalist. Early this month, she graduated cum laude from Westchester University of Pennsylvania. Her goal is to work within the television news industry as an anchor. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to stop there. And, and I also want you to tell them that you're also from the cheese, cheese, cheese steak steak <laughs> or city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm joyful. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it over to you and you, you tell us about your life. Tell us what Jesus has done and your accomplishments. Okay. Um, 
Where do I even start? Um, okay, so <laughs> I guess we'll start at freshman year of college. It was a really big change going from high school to college because, well, first it was a change going from middle school to high school because I grew up, you know, in a Christian family. My parents are both Christian. My family is Christian. It was surrounded with a lot of Christian love. And I went to a private Christian school all throughout grade school and middle school. So going to a public high school in Philadelphia, it was not a culture shock, but just a really big change seeing that there are other people and other religions out there. And I had to really lock in with myself and figure out, okay, who is Alyssa? What, are, what do I stand for? And things like that. So that was my first challenge. And I feel like that prepared me for college because college is even more of a culture shock. And there's so many people around you. There's so many people sometimes pressuring you to do things and just encouraging <laughs> things that you might not want to do. So having that early challenge of really figuring out who I am and what do I stand for helped me when going to college because then I could better prepare myself for the friend groups type of people that I wanted to be around. And having the Bible and those stories in there to lead me along the way really helped as well. Um, so in college, I was involved with a few things. I was involved with our, our campus's um, National Association of Black Journalists. I was heavily involved with this my freshman and sophomore year. I was fundraising chair, and then I was fortunate enough in my senior and junior year to be co-president. And during the time that I served as co-president, we actually created our first, the campus's first publication. And it's called The Black Client. We're really proud of it because it just, its purpose is to showcase Black and multicultural students and their art, their journalism, their writing, poems, all things like that. So that was something we're really proud of. And another organization that I was heavily involved with was West, it's called Westchester Weekly. It's our campus's news <coughs> station. So during this time, I was just a reporter and I reported on many campus events and campus programs that surrounded multicultural social issues. And, and I also was host of a segment called Multicultural Mapping where I brought awareness to positive and negative issues happening on campus. So it was, it was a really good and busy time while I was in college. That's good. Now, why did you choose journalism? What is so important to you about journalism? I feel looking at the news, there's not always a Black voice, not always a Black perspective. There's a lot of narratives, sometimes negative narratives, surrounding <laughs> Black people in the media, in the news. And I want to be one of the voices to change that for our people. Yes, and and what 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 TV station, what channel in Philadelphia that you were that you were working on? Well, this past spring semester, my senior year, I actually had the opportunity of interning with PHL Seventeen, which is kind of a big news station in Philadelphia. It was a great time. I got to be very hands on. I wrote some stories, I recorded um, my own stories, and it was really great. You know, I'm going to go way back. I remember Channel 17 when we had to get up and turn the dial. 
Yes, I, oh, I remember that black and white TV. We had to get up, turn the dial. Channel Seventeen was was one of those um, one of those uh, one of those channels. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, talk about you know how your Christianity, how your belief in Jesus Christ. You know, you had some obstacles and you had some victories. Talk about that. So definitely. My love for Jesus and my Christianity definitely, definitely came in handy um, during my early years of college. I, I personally am a shy person. I'm not very outgoing. And there just were some, I don't know how to say it. There were some issues that I ran into with people that I had associated with. And it made me think, like, these people, they're not representative of God's love. They're not representative of what I stand for myself. So I had to make a decision and say, do I want to continue to associate with these people who I know are not what I stand for just because I don't have anyone else? At the time, they were my only friends, only people that I, I knew on campus, the big campus. It can be overwhelming. So I had to sit back, think, talk to my mom, my family, and really say these people you know, they're not, they're not even making me feel good. So I had to pray a lot and ask God what I should do. I had to make a decision and really trust him that it would be okay for me to, you know, leave, go alone by myself. And I just had to follow what I knew he wanted me to do. Wow. And, and I, I don't know if you, you, you heard me earlier. That's something about prayer is obeying and applying what God mm -hmm. is telling you. Yeah, even you know, when it's so hard. To, yeah, mm -hmm. so you don't have to be stuck in, in, in one thing. So yeah. let, let us know how that came, you know, to where you are today. How did that really grow you? That definitely, definitely grew me. I feel like that was one of the most life-changing moments I've had in college because it happened right at the beginning of covid but everything was changing. Everything was scary. And I feel like that was probably the best time it could have happened because it was like a fresh start. When it happened, I was still at school, but then I had to come home from school because COVID and everyone needed to um, lock in and not go anywhere. And I'm sorry, what was the question? I'm just oh, talking. Well, <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. Oh, I'm going somewhere. Yes. You know, how okay. how, is it, how, how is it to get you where you are today? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, definitely because I had to really trust myself. And before this time, I had, I always had friends, not, not a whole big group of friends, but I always had friends and I was always comfortable with someone else. So this time I had to be comfortable with myself and I had to learn how to go alone, basically. And this taught me how to be okay being myself and be okay following God, even if no one else is following him with me. So that definitely grew me in learning and taught me how to be independent, how to be secure within myself and my love for God. Wow, that's good. That's good. Now, just picture you got about 25,000, 25,000 young people from the age of 17 to 28, mm -hmm. 17 to 28, what can you share with them right now 
to help them become stronger Christians right where they're at in, in school, mm -hmm. in college? What, what, what can you share with them right now? I think the most important thing is just to trust God. Just trust God. Even when you don't trust yourself, trust God, because he's never going to lead you astray. He's never going to do you wrong. Just trust God, and everything is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And you're talking from experience, correct? Yes, yes, definitely. Yes. Wow. Never go wrong. That's good. That's good. So you, you're, you're in a circle of, of godly uh, people who can continue to encourage mm -hmm. you. Now, in the field of journalism, like you said, there's a lot of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. you know, a, lot of, a lot of things going on. So what do you think you're going to bring to the table of journalism that's going to help make a change? Hmm, that's a good question. My well, I'll start with this. My main goal is to change negative narratives surrounding our people. So I think just education. I can bring education to those who are ignorant, even some who may be ignorant within the newsroom. I can bring my experience living in a low-income neighborhood in Philadelphia. I can bring also my experience living in a Weller neighborhood within Philadelphia. So just my experience, my knowledge as a black woman, I want to bring that to newsrooms to help change how black people are seen within the media. Wow. Wow. You, you got your, you got your rug cut out for you, don't you? Yes. Definitely. That's good. That's good. Now, are you going to uh, get a little higher education or are you going to go out there and journalize? See, that's something I'm I'm debating on. My so my family really wants me, of course, you know, to go back. But I don't know. I haven't I haven't ruled it out. But I think I want to see where God will take me first on my career journey, and then decide if I want to go back and get some more education. But I haven't I haven't ruled it out. Okay. Well, my next question would be then. If you have, <laughs> you know, being able to, what would happen if all of a sudden you get a call and someone says, I need you with a group of journalists, you go to Egypt, <clears throat> you go over, what, would you be willing to go? I would. If there's, there's probably a story to report that's very important to be heard, I would go. Definitely. If God, if it's God's will, if he's leading me there, then I would go. That's good, because a, a lot of times, well, what we really need to know is understanding the will of God for our life, mm -hmm. you know, and to be able to know that, hey, if he says I'm going here, I'm going here. If he says I'm staying, I'm staying because of the trust and the faith, because you look at he's brought you through a lot, yes. hasn't he? Yes. He's brought you through a lot, and now you're able to. Now, journalism, does it come in two phases or two pieces in front of a camera or writing? You know, which one do you like? Yeah, there's a lot of different elements to journalism. You could be newspaper, magazine, TV. Um, what I'm most interested in, I did when I was younger, if you were asking me this maybe five, six years ago, I would have told you that I want to be a magazine writer. But now I think 
after my experience in college and the different organizations I was involved with, I definitely want to be a part of the television news industry. In any um, So before my internship, I would have told you I just want to be a news anchor. But at my internship, they had us do everything. So we were in front of the camera and behind the camera. So now I think I will be satisfied in front of the camera or behind the camera. You know, I like to write stories. I like to put together news broadcasts. And I love anchoring, but I also enjoy the behind the scenes stuff as well. So I would be grateful just to do, just to be a part of it. Wow, that's awesome. Well, who is your biggest inspirer in the journalism world? It's so hard. Okay, I will say um, Robin Roberts because she's another black woman. She's a great journalist. <laughs> and knowing that she battled cancer all while still having to do her job is really inspiring. Mm, good, 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 good. Now, if you had to play a role, what role would you play that you know would make the biggest difference in journalism? Mm. Definitely being a news producer because news producers write the stories, put the stories together. So I would be in charge of how people hear what happened on this day at this time. I think that makes more of an impact than a news anchor because news anchors, they have somewhat of a control of the story. But news producers are the ones who actually put it together and put it out. Now, I'm glad you said that because what happens is we need more godly men and women in those positions. Yes. Who understand what's going on. And, and, and if I use this term, I know we talked before, sometimes you have to learn how to get dirty but not be dirty. So that when you're able to lead and do something, you understand mm -hmm. the whole scope of it all. Correct? Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> set your eyes on being the producer now. Mm -hmm. so that's a whole lot better. Yeah. Know, that, that brings you into the fullness of leadership because you're now knowing what, what it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. And exactly. we do need we do need godly men and women in those positions yeah. so that we can turn the news around. Mm -hmm. Yes. So are you willing to do that? Yes, absolutely. The more godly men and women we have in those positions, the better the news will be. News sometimes I hear people say, Oh, I don't watch the news, it's so negative. Oh, I don't like to watch news, it's all bad things. More people we have in those positions, the better it will be. Because the news, it's not always so negative, but people do need to hear what goes on, what happens. It's not always some, it's not always nice to hear, but the more godly men and women we have in these positions who are creating these stories, the better it will be for our people and for people in general to watch and hear the news. Wow, that's, that's good. You, you, you got it, huh? You, you got it. <laughs> You got it. Got it. Wow. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Well, I know mm -hmm. that you said the summertime, you're just going to relax and be with yes. family. Yes. Okay. okay. Take well, a break. Just for the summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll ask you this, though. I'm going I'm to ask you an off the wall question. How's your mm -hmm. brother doing in track? 
Great. I think he just left today for a track meet up in Shippensburg. So he's yes. doing really well. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. And your dad, you know, I know your dad. Mm-hmm. I know your dad. I never met your mom. So what? what's going to happen? I guess when I come back to Coachville and I'll mm-hmm. see if I can beat your mom because you yes. have some great parents. You have some great yes. parents. Yeah, wow. they really made me who I am. <laughs> that's awesome. That 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 is awesome. And and again, when I come, uh, you know, are we going to Tony Luke's or we go? You know, I'm I'm a cheesesteak lover. You know? Oh no, you have to go. Uh, you can't go like to the the gimmicky Philadelphia places. No Geno's. No, no. You have to go to. There's a place by me called Pagano's. That's a good place. And then there's a place. Um, near City Line Avenue called Larry's. Those are two good places, but not the gimmicky, oh, Philadelphia. No, you can't go there. Those are very touristy places, not the best. <laughs> I know because every time I talk to your dad, he said, man, we're going to go to Philly. We're going to go to a real place. Yes, yes, good. a real place is where you need to go. That's good. That's good. But, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I, I wanted to bring you on, so I want you to be able to be seen and heard by people, you know, this radio show and plus Facebook, it goes all over the world. Yeah. You know, somebody's out there. God has somebody out there looking for a journalist, looking for someone, mm-hmm. you know, and I want you to have a chance to be out there and then someone can really say, okay, okay, I got, boom, I can do this. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it took us took us a little, a couple yeah. of months to get it together because I knew you were in school mm-hmm. and, and everything. So that's and then talking to your dad. I mean, he mm-hmm. was he was overly excited. I thought yeah, he might. He I thought both. I thought both those knees knees was healed. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you know, I just want to make sure. Um, how, how can someone get in touch with you? So my, um, my LinkedIn is under my name, Alyssa Baker, and you can find all my other information on their email, socials, everything on on Instagram. I have an upcoming, well, it's not fully built yet, but I have my media page, Alyssa BTV. So you can also follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram. That's good. That is awesome. And, and and those out there in the audience, hit her up. If you know you need, you have questions, go ahead and hit her up. Let her know you see. Let her know. Because we need to get these young people out there. Get them working. Get them because she's striving to be a producer. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and she, she needs to get out there, get some work, get some experience, you know, so that she can be one of the prayer premier producers in journalism, radio, TV, mm-hmm. wherever it is, wherever God leads her, you know, she wants to be the best. She wants to be the best. Yeah. And I'm going to keep pushing you out there so that oh, you can be you. the best. Thank you so but much. It, 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 it is awesome because it's, you know, we have a lot of young people who have a desire, but they don't have help. Yeah. You know, they don't have help to extend or to get out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is this is one of the reasons why I have this show so that I can take people. Um, there's a young man who just 
two two brothers who just wrote a book, and I'm trying to get them. They're in Michigan. No, they're they're in St. Louis rather, and mm. and I'm trying to get them so they can get on talk about their book. And yeah. they're young 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 men, you know, mm. and they love God, and and I know their dad, and you know, it's so good to know parents. Yes. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, to to, to be able to connect. So, you know, two things, two things. Number one, again, what can you tell young people today about pushing through the hurt, the pain? Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, you lived in Philadelphia. You've mm -hmm. been there. You've been. You. What can you tell them today that they can hold on to or give them hope with? Well, besides trusting God, I think you just need to have faith and have hope that what may seem like a scary reality at the time is <clears throat> not always going to be your reality. You need to. Also be brave enough to not just sit in your pain, to work with God, to change it. So so we'll go over the three things. Trust God, have faith that your reality is going to change, and be brave enough to change it. Because God, God will give you the tools, but you have to also work with him and do it as well. Wow, that's good. Be brave enough, mm -hmm. brave enough. And that's part of being obedient and applying yeah. what God is telling you. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is awesome. Now, if young people that are out there that are listening, if you could connect with, with Alyssa and you guys could be a group of, of godly men and women that, that can really deal with some stuff, could you imagine the power mm -hmm. and the authority oh of Jesus Christ could use yeah. through you? Mm -hmm. That is awesome. That that yeah. that that's awesome. Now, even though I'm talking to young people, come on mm -hmm. now, you guys that are older, some of us have to pick this up too. Some mm -hmm. of us have to really understand that we have to trust our faith. Our faith has mm -hmm. to be alive in Jesus Christ mm -hmm. so that He can He can guide us. So that we yeah. can follow him into some of the things we need to follow him into. That's that's yeah. awesome. That, that that's that's oh man, yeah. So listen, let us know when your project is ready, and let me know, and then I'll put it on Facebook. I may even have you uh, do do something like a Facebook Live or something that you know can help you release it. You know to get you out there. Yes, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's important. And 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 the older older people, hey, listen, we got to do this together. We have to do. People say, "What well, with the younger generation?" No, it's all of the generations that have to come together. Mm -hmm. We can't depend on just the younger because the older mm -hmm. has to teach. So we have to depend on all of the generations in the entire body of Christ. So that mm -hmm. we can do what we need to do. Yes. And, oh, I thank you so much for coming on. Oh, no, God. thank you for having me so much. This was great. Thank you. 
Yes, yes. But see, like I told you before, it is so good to see you smile all the time. <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, I'll just share this as we I've got about I got about three minutes. But mm-hmm. earlier I was really dealing with the power of prayer and how we have to obey God and then apply, apply. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Alyssa, she obeyed God, but she had to apply mm-hmm. some things. Yeah. You know, prayer is not just praying and then getting up. Prayer exactly. is relationship, getting yeah. in there, standing firm on what God has mm-hmm. given you, now applying it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you look at Alyssa's life, she talked about that. She had to stand alone. How many of us as believers are yeah. afraid to stand alone? Mm-hmm. There are times you have to. You have to stand alone mm-hmm. because of what God is telling you. Mm-hmm. And just, just just talk about that just a little bit. I give you a minute and a half to talk about standing alone because there is some fear about standing alone. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard, especially when you're, you've never been alone before, you're in a new environment, and you've always been surrounded by people who love God like you, it's hard to go out by yourself and break away from those people who you realize are not for you or not for God. And it takes it may take a minute to really uh, reorganize your mind and to really work yourself up to doing it, but you, you just got to remember that you have to do it. And that your life is going to be so much better once you do. But it's hard. But you just got to remember that you have to do it. You know, one thing I like what you said is is it is hard. Mm-hmm. But trusting God mm-hmm. overcomes the hardness. Yes. And then you just keep walking. Because eventually, mm-hmm. I, I think to say this, eventually you found some other people or God sent some people to help you. Yes. So you don't have to be alone. Yes. He needed yeah. to take me out of that situation to bring me into a better situation. Once I left, those people who were not for me, for God, my life got so much better. <laughs> you really, really have to trust him. Wow, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good because many people are still caught with, if I leave mm-hmm. these friends, where do I go? Hey, yeah. you, you, you trust that. God. Yeah, mm-hmm. you trust God. You continue yeah. to trust him. Well, thank you so much. Thank you all, everybody, everybody that's uh, looking at Fishbowl Radio Network live and then on Facebook. You know, what I do share with you is for everybody, hit that share button, hit the share button. Sometimes in journalism, the algorithms change, you know, they do change. But I share with everybody all across the world because this this goes all over the world. And just mm-hmm. hit that share, hit it share. And then when you share it, you tell other people to hit share. Because I want Alyssa to have some feedback. I want her to know that she's being heard all over the world. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. I will see you next Thursday, 2 to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on Fishbowl Radio Network, the Power Prayer Show. Thank you, Alyssa. Blessings. Thank, Thank you, everybody. All right, take care. Thank you, you too.